recording. All right, here we go. What's up, everybody? I'm Lexi from the um, the Comics Collective, and I am joined by my lovely co-host from our podcast. I'm Anne, also from the Comics Collective. I love you had to think for just a second about what our podcast is called. <laughs> no, I almost said the comic book couples counseling. I was like, no, that's wrong. That is not where I'm from. Hey, I'm Lisa Gullickson. I'm also on this conversation, and I'm from Comic Book Couples Counseling. Yes, and we are all so excited. We have recently discovered that we all share the infinite love for the Twilight book series by Stephanie Meyer. Don't make fun of us, please. Leave us alone on the internet. <laughs> I've already heard enough. <laughs> the gasps. But we have come together today to talk about it, have a little bit of fun, talk about our favorite things, things that we could live without, whatever we feel. So, hello, everyone. Hello. <laughs> hello. So this was instigated by a tweet of mine, mm -hmm. and it was something of a um, confession. It was a co confessional tweet about how I love Twilight, and I feel judged. I feel judged for it, and mostly judged by myself. So recently... Mm -hmm. Actually, this episode is still in the can, isn't it, sweetheart? What? Alex Segura? Yeah. Yeah. So recently we introduced, we interviewed Alex Segura about his book Blood Oath, which is super fun. It is a um, vampire story that takes place during Prohibition. And so it's like, you know, uh, you know, fun, period piece <laughs> about uh, vampires and I go like well that's perfect and wonderful because I love vampires because of Twilight and then I got to see uh, like his face now this might be just because I'm self-conscious and ashamed but his face like went completely diplomatic and like he became like in that moment just like unreadable and he was like that's okay those books are successful for a reason. And I, and like, and I crumpled on the inside. Um, and so I put that out and then you guys so readily volunteered to profess your love of the Twilight Saga. And so I'm curious, like what, what is your origin story with the Twilight Saga? Oof. Oh, Lexi, I, have, I have a doozy. Yeah. I have okay. a doozy. All right. So, Good old Lexi Taylor at the ripe age of 10 um, got my hands on the entire book series from my mother who – I don't know why she had the whole book series because she didn't read them. She mm -hmm. just had the entire series because she read halfway through the book and was like, this is a devil's book and then put it back on the shelf. And I was like, oh, I've seen that there are movies about this. And so I picked the first book down, read it in three hours <laughs> so fast in my room under my bed. And I was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. And so then I had to sneak individually the books off the shelf. And it fi I got away with reading almost all of them until I got Breaking Dawn off the shelf and brought it to my grandma's house. <laughs> and then my grandma, my very religious grandma, <gasps> crucified me over it. Oh, she was like, God. how dare you read this book? And I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, this is the best thing I've ever read in my life. And it was like a solid like week where I just read the entire series all in like one go. And I was so ashamed. And so I've I've totally understand the like internal crippling, like, no, I do like it though. I do want to talk about it, but I'm ashamed of it. I like how it. your mother just sets moral traps in your home. Yeah. Like it's yeah. just like <laughs> And then after she was like, Well, I mean, 
she's like, it was fine. Like, we talk about it now. And she's like, I think it's hilarious. And I'm like, you were the worst. (laughs) But at my ripe age of 10, it was very traumatizing. (laughs) How about you? um, Yeah. Um, So mine is... It's funny because mine is almost like the opposite. It's like, it's like, didn't feel like I was ashamed to read it. I felt like I had to read it because um, at the time um, I was in middle school, my mom was a librarian and, you know, being a librarian, she's always like in the know of like what people are reading, what's popular at the moment. She's like, have you heard about this book called Twilight? I'm like, I don't think so. She's like, well, like everyone's reading it right now. Everyone loves it. I'm like, what's it about? It's like, this girl falls in love with a vampire. I'm like, that sounds stupid because I'm (laughs) supposed to like boy things. And um, it was just, I noticed like school started a little bit after that. I think she asked me that during the summer. And I noticed literally like 10, I would look at like the little baskets under seats. And like, there are 10 copies of the same goddamn book in every row. I'm like, okay, fine. Shoot. My mom brought home a copy from the library. I'm like, I might as well. I might as well. I think she brought home a copy from the library and then she went out and bought the rest of the series. So I had the books in my home because she bought them. And she's like, yeah, you should read it. It's pretty good. I'm like, you know what? I've gone my entire life unable to watch things like The Little Mermaid and Kim Possible because I was afraid they'd make me look too girly. But if you're going to tell me I can read this and it's okay, my I, I went ahead and I picked them up. And I went through that first book in like a day or two. And <laughs> I picked up the next one immediately. I think I was done with the first three books in less than a week or two it was it was so fast and i'm like everyone tells me i should hate these everyone it's it's the joke i'm in on the joke i make the jokes no one knows that i've read these books though and it was just like that thing that i was allowed to engage in in my own home and it just became this thing where it's like it's bugging the hell out of me why i like this thing but i just i just do and (laughs) my mom because she liked it she got the movies from the library when they came out i watched them because she got them and it's like yeah you you keep on this i'm not going to tell you but i'm enjoying this too (laughs) so that was um that was how i got into it it was my one little convenient avenue into things that i wouldn't let myself enjoy for years to come so it was it was really great that's so wholesome it is (laughs) i love that so for me like um when the last book came out, Breaking Dawn, I was working at Barnes and Noble, Ooh. and I had not they these books were not on my radar at all. But then they're like, "Ooh, the last Twilight book out is coming out. We have to throw like a party, like an event for the release of this huge book." And I was like, "Okay." And so I wasn't working the night of the event, but like. Only like four little like proto goth girls showed up and they like giggled over it and they were, they were, uh, you know, very excited and they did the craft and they did the whole thing. And I was like, this seems like, and, but after that, we just had end caps that were just like stacks and stacks of these Twilight books. And so I became curious. And so I read the first book and I had an experience much like yours where I I read all of the books, all three of the current books, like in, I read them in nine days. We're just from beginning to end. I just ripped through these books. And I don't know how much, how long after the film started coming out, but I think that when the films started coming out, that's when the shame started. Because I, I, um, Brad and I were dating at the time, and so uh, I went to the first movie with him, and the experience of how dumb the story was 
when presented to you with actors, like that they hired actors to present this to me, for some reason, it was just like embarrassing. <laughs> it was embarrassing mm-hmm. to me and, and not impressive to the guy who I want, was dating at the time. Um, but then we continued to see the movies to the point where um, I no longer wanted to see them in the theater. But Brad is a completist. And he's like, well, we've seen the other three movies. We have to watch the second part of New Moon or Eclipse. We have to watch the second part of Eclipse it, to, to complete the series. And we did. And then I, I put Twilight back on the shelf for many, many years until a little while ago, I was just, I was in the kitchen and I was, I was chopping onions. And I don't know if it was just like the tear ducts opened and it just like released something inside me. But I was like, I feel like revisiting the Twilight series. And so uh, just um, a few weeks ago, I just binged all of the audiobooks of the Twilight series. And I, I was like, guess what? Love those. I love them. They, they make so them so great. much better. <laughs> they, they do, especially considering that, like, uh, uh, you can listen to audiobooks and still be productive. So you're yes. like, yeah, I'm experiencing trash, but my hands are 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 free. But that sounds filthy. So whatever. <laughs> this is a judgment free zone. But um, I, I, you know, I could do laundry. I could do whatever needs to be done as a grown woman while listening yes. to the Twilight books. So. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I am in the same boat as you. I also rediscovered the audiobooks like a year ago. And I was like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to my life. Everything. Because I have an hour and a half commute to work there mm-hmm. and back every day. And so I just blow through audiobooks. And whenever I don't have something to listen to, that's what I put on every time. I have listened to those books over and over and over and over again. Crazy. I've, I've tried to find substitutes for them. Where I, I I was like, okay, well, maybe other vampire books. So I went to Anne Rice. I listened to Interview uh, of a Vampire or With a Vampire. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I enjoyed it, but not as much. It's it's something, thinking about it for so, so many years, it's like Bella Swan is for some reason just the perfect latch-on character. Mm-hmm. She is just like... I mean, it's like, I mean this in both a critical way, but also the nicest way possible. She is such a blank slate of a character that it makes things so easy to just cling onto her and put yourself in that story where all the all the things are happening, where there's a lot of stakes, but also a lot of really great, perfect things happening. And everyone wants that. Everyone wants like the, a little bit of excitement, but not too much excitement. Like, I don't want the, I don't want any of the real stakes. I want the fantasy stakes where it's like, whew, bad things could have happened, but thank God they didn't. And it's just... I think that's also one of the reasons why the movies don't click as well because I love Kristen Stewart. She is my favorite. She, you can't cling on to her the same because you can physically see that she is not you, you know? And yeah. I think her blank slateness comes from her utter lack of aspirations for her life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She has interests. Like she likes to read. Like that's her only interest. She likes to read. <laughs> And she likes Edward Cullen to a distracting degree. Mm-hmm. And um, so when he comes into her life, in that way, she has no dreams to disrupt. Like, she has, like, a vague aspiration at one point. It's like, I guess I could become a teacher. 
But that's generally what a person becomes uh, speaking as a teacher as uh, when they fall, when they give up on their other dreams, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like her, but teaching was her back, like her fallback for just doing nothing to not existing. So yeah. <laughs> oh, she's so funny. <laughs> I just can't help but giggle at her, especially in the movies. I, I will say I do love Kristen Stewart. Just not in that role. They could have got somebody else for that. You can just tell she hates it. Everybody involved just hated it. And you could tell. The first um, San Diego Comic-Con we went to, there was, uh, this would be 2011. The first Hall H panel I ever experienced was, uh, was the Twilight panel. Mm-hmm. And the films had not come out yet. And, and mm-hmm. I wasn't, familiar with anybody on the stage like I to me I guess Kristen Stewart was a panic room girl but I had not seen the panic room and uh and I go in and it's just three people like mumbling at each other and like part of me I was like I don't I don't know about these Twilight films these guys are just like in a room of 7,000 people these people are just utter like energy vacuums except for this taylor lautner guy that guy has charisma that guy's really going somewhere (laughs) if i had money to put on these people i would put it on taylor lautner i would have lost that bet (laughs) i would have lost it unfortunately (laughs) that is so crazy to think about (sighs) the only thing that i would change about bella aside from her utter lack of of um though it's like one of those things where it would be great if she had aspirations, but that kind of is like a, a nice, like as a, like insert yourself kind of character, I guess that's kind of great. But mm-hmm. like the only thing I would change about her is when she first comes to forks, she is like automatically like the prettiest girl in school where mm-hmm. everyone wants to date her. Like, which I like, I think maybe, we all imagine that if we go to a small enough town, if we just go to a small enough town, maybe I could be the hottest person somewhere. And for her, that was Forks. But like the whole premise of like, oh, it's a girls ask the boys to a dance. And all of the boys are like, hey, Bella, you busy for the dance on the mm-hmm. night of the dance? Like to me, I would have loved it if Bella was a little bit nerdier. And a little mm-hmm. bit like more like the idea of someone picking her, someone as extraordinary as Ed- Edward picking her was a little bit more of a surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could have, I could definitely see how that would make everything a little bit better. Make Be- make Bella just a little bit more relatable. That would, <laughs> and I, I, I'm just thinking about it where it's like, I, when I was reading through these books, I kept imagining like, Bella's just a little, a little too good to be me because I felt like more outcast than Bella was. So I always imagine myself like, I would like to be part of the Cullen family. So I'm going to have to imagine my own story for it. <laughs> Where it's like, I couldn't latch onto her completely. But if we brought her, I don't want to say like down just a little bit, but you know, on a nerdier level, that would, I think that more people would have been able to relate. And could the books have been more successful? No idea. I don't <laughs> think that's possible, but it would be an interesting they would have reality more to merit. look at. They would have that, more I merit. think so. Her only flaw is that she's clumsy. Like yeah. that's that's like she trips over her own two feet in a way that's charming. Like that would be a great if you were to have one flaw, you're like, I guess I'll be clumsy. Okay, I have to ask though, have either of you read Midnight Sun? I listened to the audiobook. You did? Abel. Yes. I 
and this is going to be a slight little teeny tiny spoiler for you, but <laughs> the moment when Edward is like, she was literally the most ordinary person I've ever seen in my life. I was like, oh, no. I was like, shut your mouth. So Anne, <laughs> have not listened to Midnight Sun? I have not listened or read to it. <sighs> um, Lexi sent me a copy for Christmas. <laughs> have not had a chance to dive into it yet because it is a brick. It is over 800 pages. Mm-hmm. I did not expect it to be over 800 it's pages. Boy. It's the entire first book redone. It is the entire first book, book redone. And I would say that it is a punch up of the first book. Yeah. Because another issue with the first book is that, like, if you're thinking of YA books as, like, being, like, a teaching tool, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. for young people, Edward Cullen is just throwing red flags left and right. Where oh, he's yeah. like, mm-hmm. you know, like, you shouldn't be hanging out with me because I'm so dangerous. And she's like, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> That's <laughs> She's like, that's fun. To me. <laughs> you know? Uh, like, uh, we should not be teaching young girls to just you know, go after yeah. red flags. Um, but at least like Edward from the other side, when you hear that he has insecurities and, and he yeah. has like, it, it doesn't make it right, but it at least makes it a little, a little better. It kind of explains why he is the way he is to a point. Say, so, Lexi, I'm interested to hear your take on it because when you were describing this book to me, you said that it's gonna. Um, what was the quote? Ruin the experience. Uh, I hated it. It exploded. It. Exploded my little ten year old like bubble that I've created. I was like, I don't want to hear how he hates her. Aww. I was like, no, I knew that it was there, but I could ignore it when it wasn't his internal thoughts. <laughs> But no, like after you get past like the initial, because I mean, of course, like in the normal book, like the normal Twilight book, when they're initially meeting each other, like, yeah, you can tell that he's very violent (laughs) and wants to do something terrible. But like when you get the internal thought about how terrible, you're like, oh, oh, yeah. He just looked like he was twitching sitting next to her in the other one. But whoo. I think that one single moment is my favorite performance in the entire movie is where she walks in and it's like he just smelt the worst thing in the world. It's like, oh my God. Oh my God. So bad. But going through this, I'm I'm very scared to pick it up because I remember how quickly I went through the others. And I'm like, I'm not sure if I'm ready to let my life fall to this book again. Like, is that how I want to start 2023? Maybe. I don't want to undermine, Lexi, your Christmas gift, but may I recommend the audiobook read by Jake Abel, whom I only know because he was on a couple of episodes of Supernatural, I believe. Yeah. The audiobook Um, does kind of rule. That's how I listened. I listened to it. I didn't read it. Yeah. Because reading it is for pictures, or is for comic books. Mm -hmm. Agreed. (laughs) Reading is for comic books. Very much agreed. Very true. (laughs) I tried an audio comic, completely off topic. I tried an audio comic book once. Someone made like an audio adaptation of Crisis on Infinite Earths. It was atrocious. It was oh, awful. No. Never do it. Never, ever. It's I gross. I do have to say the audible version of Sandman's pretty good though. That one's kind of fun. That's that's a fair one. That's, that's a fair, fair one. Anyway, side note. Anyway, back to things <laughs> that matter. Um, so are we all team Edward? Oh, for yes. sure. Yes. For yes. sure. If I could punch Jacob Black in the throat, I would. <laughs> he is such a whiny bitch, and I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> I've never, like, I liked him so much, and then it's like the more I read, it's like, 
I <sighs> no, no, thank you, please. The one thing I would say, because um, Alexis, you were saying that you're not a fan of New Moon. I feel like if I were, I okay, let me rephrase. New Moon is good. I like their relationship when they are friends and they're purely just friends before his weird puberty. Um, I loved that relationship and I loved that they were there for each other. But then as soon as he got all big and muscly and was like, I'm the one you should be with. I was like, no. (laughs) Stay in your lane, but okay. So I do have, I I do skip New Moon. You straight up skip it. (laughs) Yep. Because I'm like, no, I don't. I don't need to remind why I don't like you. But hey, what are that's your thoughts me. on Jacob? I think he's an interesting character until he gets to that that point where he starts getting like really, really aggressive. Yes, mm-hmm. I think it's one of those things where I'm like, this has to be intentionally off putting so that people become okay with the Edward and Bella relationship because this is a lot. It's it's always a lot, and it makes me feel bad because like I said he's I started off really really liking him and I think New Moon was my favorite for a while because just seeing that her lose Edward and then get with him and seeing that relationship build that friendship grow and wondering if it could become something else was so so fascinating and I was like this is the perfect place to go and then everything that happens with him from Eclipse onwards I'm just I'm out of it first year just getting really really forceful and aggressive and now yeah. you're and then everything with the baby i'm just i i checked out of jacob completely <laughs> yeah the baby he, he definitely goes to like uh, he, some real talking about red flags like rapey vibes with yeah. the yes. feeling of the kiss and um and then yes. how he just persists in being around after being uh rebuffed but like i think like on my revisit of new moon one thing that i actually found like compelling is the idea that bella could see herself happy with Mm -hmm. jacob and that she she could admit to herself yeah i could also love jacob and have this completely Mm -hmm. separate but parallel life where i would be fulfilled and the idea of like when you when you do commit to one person you are making a sacrifice if you choose to have a monogamous relationship you are making a sacrifice of going all of these other potential loves are now off the table or um my relationship with with every other person will be changed a little bit because now i am in context with a separate person mm-hmm. um and i do think like and i do also I'm intrigued from a supernatural angle of like, if Edward didn't interfere with her life, then odds are she would have, you know, returned to Forks, um, started hanging out with Jacob's friends, and maybe they would have fallen in love and maybe they would have been together. And if you consider vampires, as Edward considers himself, if you do consider um, vampires this aberration from God that should like... Mm -hmm that should not exist, then that is a supernatural interference into God's plan, you know, which I mm-hmm. think like, I wish that Twilight like engage with further this idea yeah. that 
if you are a vampire, you do, you have no soul and you are in this kind of vacuum removed, removed from, you know, the greater plan. You know, I think that that is the origin of vampires as a, as a, uh, as an idea, the idea of vampires being like the symbol of indulgence and how they are supposed to be this like lesson in like abstinence, which makes sense why Stephanie Meyer would be attracted to that kind of storytelling. <laughs> I just think it's really, I think it's really, um, I think, uh, you know, to, to try to sanitize uh, and desexualize the idea of a vampire, even, you know, is just like um, less interesting. The idea of like, <laughs> oh, I'm sacrificing my soul for this kind of thing, I think is like less interesting. <laughs> oh, Stephanie. <laughs> I, like, I, I completely agree. It'd be one of those things that like, there's everything about this universe. There's so many aspects of it. They're like, there's the glimmer of like real potential there. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, yeah. if you. Oh, sorry. You keep going. Cause you just, everything... you ignited something inside of me. That is, I agree so enthusiastically. <laughs> it's like everything from the lore side to like how the hell vampires with these superhuman abilities why they have to live in the shadows, why they haven't taken over th- over everything yet, why the Volteri exist, and why they have these systems set up, why they have these extra powers, what they do with these extra powers. And, you know, that's just me coming at it from, like, the I like superheroes angle, is mm-hmm. I want to know more about, like, that. Um, and also just the moral questions. Like like you said, every time that Edward's like, listen, I'm a vampire, so I'm, like, 99% sure that I don't have a soul. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's some really, this is so really heavy shit. <laughs> can we spend a little bit more time talking about that and how that how that makes everyone feel because afterwards i'm pretty sure bella gets changed and then she's like you know what the sex is great now yeah (laughs) Yeah. who cares about that soul (laughs) get rid of it don't miss it at all (laughs) haven't even noticed it's missing (sighs) and the, the fact that like uh you know she like they they are they they do wait for marriage from for edward's morals mm-hmm. and yet she finds marital sex so soul satisfying that she would give up an everlasting life as mm-hmm. a vampire to go like just a little bit more of this this please i i do like i, I wonder what was stephanie myers thinking to make bella such a sec uh, like a secular individual mm-hmm. I have such a funny opinion about Stephanie Meyer. So Stephanie Meyer, I mean, it's not a secret that she was raised LDS. <laughs> she is a Mormon. <laughs> and so she was not allowed to like sex. And I, Bella is wholeheartedly Stephanie Meyer. Thousand percent. So the, when you think of it like that, it makes it a lot more goofy. Because number one, the, wor- the thing that bothers me the most, Stephanie Meyer's brother is named Jacob. So that's what gone about that. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't. I had to not be the only one that had that information. Um, but I just find I just can totally having been raised LDS. I can understand why Bella wants to have sex so bad <laughs> because you just aren't allowed. You just can't even think about it. Can't even look at it. So to think to have someone be like, "This is the best thing in the world." I understand where she's coming from. <laughs> Yeah, I was also raised super religious. I was yeah. raised Catholic. And so I do have that thing of, of like, you know, even though I was already 
uh, I was already fucking by the time we because <laughs> <laughs> I was fully an adult. Um, I was fully an adult, um, but still, like the idea of like being in like because I did not date in high school. I went on like two dates, but just the idea of like having a man in your bed. Like in high school, it's like, this is the most titillating thing I've ever read. Even though he's like, we can't, I can't control myself. I'll murder you. You know what I mean? Like, this is so hot right now. I love it so much. Yep. Yep. So I want to go back to the thing that Anne said that made my, like, made me like jump out of my chair with enthusiasm (laughs) is part of why I love Twilight so much. The entire saga is that it is so punch upable. Mm-hmm. Like just a few tweaks and it is so much better a story, you know? And so like in that way, it kind of being subpar quality makes it, it ignites my imagination in a way mm-hmm. where I'm like, I could write a novel. Like if this is a novel and it's doing great and I could make it better, then I've got to be a writer. This is the most arrogant thing I've ever seen, but <laughs> said out loud, but like it does, it does open creative possibilities mm-hmm. for, for you going like, I could, I could tell a vampire story and I can make it, I can make it, I could tweak a few things in this and make it even better. Yeah, I don't even think that's arrogant. I think that's just part of the appeal to it, even more than it's just like you have a character you can latch onto, you have a situation that you could want to happen to you, and you have this world that's like, I could live here because I want to know more. And yes. when you have that desire, that want, it's just you have to keep coming back for more because you you need that, and it leaves you a little bit unsatisfied. Where it's like, it's it's the idea. I feel like it's bella's entire relationship with edward where it's like it's almost there it's almost perfect and i'm just if i just put a little bit more into it just wait a little bit longer it'll happen so here's one of the main issues that i feel like stephanie meyer does not address properly Mm -hmm. and that is the age gap between bella swan and edward cullen because Edward has been a lot like he's like 115 years old. He's like ridiculously old. And he has a memory for that entire time. He has a Mm -hmm. perfect memory. So he has the experience of an 115 year old man. And he is dating a 17 year old. And what is the attraction there other than he has this like bloodthirst for her? Like, (laughs) and how, like, how could that like, how can we make make peace with that idea of like the power imbalance between the two? <sighs> That's such, it's, <clears throat> it's one of those situations where it's like, you're like, yeah, Twilight's really great. I'm, I'm really into it. And then someone brings up one of the really, really obvious glaring flaws and you're like, defend this. And you're like, what about the baby? Listen. And the Jacob. Listen. I mean, that's that's number t- like the whole imp- the werewolf imprinting thing is beyond creepy. Oh yeah, it's. I think she gets by by the rule of it's okay if you don't think about it, which is not <laughs> always yeah. the best. But that's like, yeah, he's been around for 115 years, but he is 17, and he's then you're like, that makes no sense. But I said okay. he's been 17 for a while. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like I just never. I just never graduated from 17. (laughs) I haven't haven't gotten that merit badge yet. (laughs) Like just the idea of like, because that is something that is said in Midnight Sun. That is the closest we get 
to addressing the age mm-hmm. difference between the two is he has a passing thought of like, well, there are a lot of ways that I'm 17 years old. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm, what are some of those ways, Edward? Let's list them. <laughs> you don't have to write a full sentence, just some bullet points. Of, like, what it's are the like, ways? Um, what I'm, makes a 17 year old? Have you been my- waistbanding it for uh, 80 <laughs> years? Like, what is what is the story here? It's like my entire outfit comes from Hot Topic. Um, <laughs> MCR is the shit. Um, a lot of Axe body spray. Axe body spray still smells good. Perfect. That is, that's his three item list. He's like, I passed. We did it. I never grew up. I am Peter Pan. Oh, No. It's it's very yeah, I know it's very interesting to listen to Edward's internal thought on that for sure because he he, he thought about it. He for sure thought about it and he was like, "Yeah, it's fine." Yeah. See, it's it's stuff like that that makes me really really interested to dive in to Midnight Sun ASAP. <clears throat> but also it's one of those things where it's like I kind of don't want to know the answer. <laughs> um Midnight Sun is an interest. I like it. I was thinking when we were talking about Jacob earlier and just like what her life could have been like, that's the book I would have loved to have seen. Like what yeah. if um, Bella took that alternate path at like the end of Eclipse and went with Jacob instead and just get Breaking Dawn. But from that perspective, I thought that could be really interesting. Crazy. To me, like uh, the Bella's choice between Edward and Jacob is a lot like sue storm choosing between reed richards and namor where like she could be equally happy with either individual Mm -hmm. but whomever she's not with immediately becomes worse Mm -hmm. you know where like the idea of losing someone as extraordinary and special as bella swan will ultimately crush you and your desire to exist will cease Mm -hmm. which is a good of course Every girl's dream, like the idea yeah. like, of like everyone you have ever dated after you've left have gone like, what is love? I don't even know, you know? Every girl's dream. Yeah. what? That's what I wanted to leave every time I got dumped because I never dumped anybody. It's just scorched earth. Mm-hmm. No love will grow there now. <laughs> Not the case. Oh, that's so funny. I feel like I have to slightly recant my statement about New Moon. I like New Moon. I don't like how he acts after. Yeah. I that's okay. that's 100%. I don't like how he is after that. How he's like there's no such thing as love. I hate everyone. Huh. Kind of annoying. <laughs> and then like, "Hey, you want to hold my baby?" He's like, "You know what? Yeah. You know what? I do." <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Creepy wolf guy. Creepy wolf guy. No, thank you. I know. There's- there is no fixing that. You just have to write out yeah. the imprinting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing is, is so initially Stephanie, there was only two books. Mm-hmm. So she did not originally plan to write New Moon or Eclipse. She was just going to go right into Breaking Dawn. And that still happened. <laughs> Even without all of the Jacob relationship building, she still was like, yeah, no, he he likes she, he likes that baby. <laughs> I'm like, Stephanie, <sighs> put it. That's horrible. Ugh. So Lex, so Anne, have you reread Twilight since your initial reading? Um, yes, it was not recently, but I have read it more than once. Are there anything like, so 
Is there anything from the, like the first time you read it to the second time you experienced it? Like where I'm like, oh, I completely, cause I, I'm just setting up me telling a story about how I completely right. <laughs> like misremembered something where like the second time around, I was like, oh, that didn't happen the way that I remember. I, I don't know. I think, I think the second time I went through all of his interactions with her through the first half of the book came off a lot sharper than I remembered the first time. Yeah. I feel like the first time through, I didn't catch on to half of the red flags that I should have. I think it was just, I'm, I'm here for the ride. I'm along with the ride. I'm not questioning the ride. And then the second time through, I'm starting to be like, well, hold on a second. <laughs> Can we talk yeah. about this? But nothing like specific that's coming to mind. I feel like me also, I totally agree with like, I did not catch on to how abrupt he was with her in the first book at all when I was little. And then also I did not remember like the self-loathing that he all the time, like he has that through the entire series. Like he always is like, I'm the worst. I'm the worst. Like I'm the worst that I'm doing this. I put you in this situation. And I don't remember that at all from when I was little. And I don't know if I just didn't have the depth capacity of it because I was 10 or, <laughs> or what. It is so but wild that you read it when you were 10. Under my bed. I remember. <laughs> it's, it's, it's even why I was looking, I was trying to refresh my, the, um, the summaries to, for the um for this episode and i was looking on wikipedia and it said that breaking dawn won best children's book and i'm like mm-hmm. whoa it's part of me what year did that come out they, they that's the book where they broke the bed yeah yes. that's 2006 <laughs> but it's marital so that means god loves it god loves it when okay you that's a lie i was Perfectly 12 okay when i read them 12. Mm. okay oh i remember because it was right before my birthday yeah so my <laughs> i was 12 in 2012 when that one came out um, cause I watched, um, I started reading them when the movies were coming out because at school, everybody with the older grades were like, oh my gosh, have you seen, like everybody was reading it, you know, because the movies were coming out. And so then I was like, well, I feel like I have to read them. And so I did, even though I was 12. I feel like for frame of reference, I should say how old I was when I was reading the Twilight series. I guess mm-hmm. if me and Brad were dating, that would make me, Brad is sitting right there. So I'm looking at him <laughs> as if, you know. Um, that would make me like 20, uh, we got married, at, I was like 25. So I guess I, I, I read it when I was like 25 or 24 or 25. Um, so like now it makes me wonder, like, how does that, how does Twilight, having Twilight be like your, uh, uh, how does that change the way you enter relationships going like, okay, the peak of what you can get is yeah. Edward Cullen, super hot, self-loathing red flag thrower. <laughs> it definitely had a lot. It was an interesting ride, I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, no, Not I that, was... like, Disney movies didn't completely ruin my expectations of what yeah. romance would be like. But... Yeah. I have rose-colored um, glasses, that's for sure. I'm like, I if I'm lucky, turned... somebody will kiss me while I'm sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> You just wake up and like, oh, hey, it oh, happened. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, it, I think it's it's one of those things that it's not, I wouldn't say it's a good thing because I feel like it sets you up really easily for it's like a, the I can fix him or I can mm-hmm. fix them mentality, which I've definitely felt before. And it's like, that's when you step out, out, out of it, it's like, that's not healthy. It's your, your relationship shouldn't be dependent on you fixing the other person. And I've, yeah, it's, it ends up perfectly for them, but real life is not perfect. Or 
or the idea of like staying in a relationship even if every day you feel unworthy and not yeah. good enough. Yeah. Know, like that was another okay. So let me tell the story. So this is the yes, part please. that I misremembered. <laughs> so the first time, like like so I run cold, like as a person. Like I'm always like like I'm wearing a big sweater right now. I, I'm always a little little chilly. And so like uh so the the part that I remembered was um from it was either from Eclipse or New Moon. I think it's Eclipse, where um they're got about to have a big vampy fight with the with the other vampires and so she has to stay outside because she's being bait kind of um but also ugh, they had to remove her from her scent i remember i don't remember the details what i do remember is that it was really cold so she had no choice but to spoon with jacob and like the idea that i was like oh that sounds really toasty warm and it's just like it's like a free pass to like spoon up with a with a hot guy even though you're in a relationship, like that's like the best of both worlds. Um, but then later I didn't like, I completely edited out in my mind that Edward Cullen is just sitting there like the whole time, just like seething, like, Oh, He's I'm not so okay angry. with this. <laughs> so upset the whole time. He's like, if only I was not <laughs> the, you know, as cold as ice, you know, if I, oh. if only I wouldn't give her hypothermia. <laughs> Or the fact that <laughs> Jacob's thinking dirty thoughts the entire time. Yeah, That's Edward, I Edward forgot Henry. about that one. Ooh. And Edward's like, I literally could kill you right now. <laughs> I, I <laughs> Looks like Anne needs to re-listen to the books. <laughs> That's so awful, but also it's the funniest thing. It's so funny. I imagine just a little, they're just spooning and she's hear a little pout every like five minutes. <laughs> I could be a spoon. <laughs> a cold spoon. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's it's also, you know, it's not healthy in the way where it's like you feel like you're dating someone and you feel like if you stop dating them, they're gonna go kill themselves. Mm-hmm. That's, oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, no. No one no one needs to be in that situation. And as Romeo and Juliet as the end of New Moon is, that's definitely that's a that's probably my biggest red flag out of all the, the yeah. red flags in that. Where it's like, I was, when I mentioned earlier, I keep bringing it up and mention her. It's like, oh, I'd like to see what it's like if she actually went with Jacob's. Like, I know how it would end. He would be dead. <laughs> we yeah. saw that. Yeah. Like the stakes on that level are just too high. And like, mm-hmm. and I think that they should have gone further with um, the new moon relationship so that she could experience that. Yeah, I could be okay with someone else. Like, uh, you know, she she goes on and on about like I just feel this like gaping hole in my heart for where from where Edward was, and that will always be there. And I think that that's a terrible message for young people as well. Mm-hmm. This idea that like it, like that there are that you can experience pain. Like it's normal when a relationship breaks up for you to experience pain, and part of that pain. It, like and you will and you will remember what it feels like to be broken up with but at the same time you can still be completely happy and start you know and they like there are so many paths to the top of the mountain of happiness like they're mm-hmm. not just one vampire you know mm-hmm. yeah and something for me that i was always hung up on with 
the Jacob relationship in New Moon and like later on in the books was for Bella and Edward's relationship, one of the really big things was like, we can never have kids. Like that was always a really big thing. And she was like, I'm fine. I literally don't like kids. I've never even considered having kids. That's a lie. She did consider having kids with Jacob. She thought about it. She had a visual of them having kids together and was like, yeah, I could do that. That would be great. And so every time I listened to that part of her telling Edward of like, I've never considered it, never wanted kids in my whole life. I'm like, you little liar. You are full of it. Because it's – she has. And, like, that's such a stark and, like, harsh conversation that they have too. Like, that's such a big thing that they have. I mean, of course, we get the monster at the end. <laughs> that terrible creature. But crazy. Oh, it's – it's crazy that there's so many things that's like, well, this isn't that great. This isn't that great. But – these books still work somehow. <laughs> I know. That's the funny part. I, it doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> so There's like, a lot of it. Oh. Like, like, so with Twilight, like, it's like one of those things where it's just like, I love it so much and I enjoy it. And now I'm like, I'm like, you know, next time I tell Alex Segura that I really enjoy Twilight, <laughs> I'm going to like, uh, I will have shed one layer of shame. Like, could <laughs> I in good conscience recommend Twilight to a young person? Like, it's one of those things where it's just like, I don't know, it's potentially really bad for you, you know? Yeah. I mean, we I, all survived. We turned out okay. It's, it's like okay. when you give a kid, it's like, listen, I'm going to give you some candy. It's not good for you. Be aware. This should not be everything you eat. But you should But maybe you'll it. like it. Who knows? <laughs> just keep that in mind. You will get cavities. Maybe it's, maybe it's time to give my 14-year-old sister this book. Just and maybe with like a reading guide of like, yeah. hey, if just Ed- keep in mind, everyone's there's no toxic. chance you're ending ending up with Edward Cullen, and so you should not like these are these are things that you should not tolerate as yeah. an individual. It would have been great <laughs> if she dumped it's him a red flag. at some point. You know, if she yeah. said like, hey, you know what? I don't think this is going to work. Like, I love the idea of Bella going like. I love you so much, but I have like I want adulthood for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I want I want to be able to you know have a career. I would love to be able to walk out in the sunshine sometimes because I am a person like I'm an individual with hopes and dreams, and I need someone you know who is going to be able to support me as opposed to I'm going to completely lose my identity. Oh, here's another problem with Twilight. Yes. There are zero downsides to being a vampire. Yeah. Zero. <laughs> Except for you can only see your dad sometimes, which in high school is like the dream. Like It's true. I was like, that's fine. Who cares about him? I, I have to spend Christmas with my very sexy family. Yes, please. You know, like like as a you know, a grown woman looking back at, at like I would be brokenhearted if I like if I could never see my mom or my dad again. But like, you know, like there has to be some downsides to being a vampire. Yeah. Other than the fact that, you know, people smell like freshly made pretzels or something. It's, it's like walking past an Auntie Anne's every time you walk past anyone on the street. And like the whole th- setup is like, oh gosh, like Bella, like I appreciate you wanting to become part of this family, 
But you are going to, like, the turning is going to be extremely painful. Mm -hmm. You are going to, then after that, you still have this overwhelming thirst for human blood where you might accidentally murder all of your loved ones. Then she gets turned and she's fine. <laughs> she kind of like I do that. I don't like that. I wish that she would have been like, this sucks. This does suck. <laughs> it, it hurts. I miss my dad. And who are you? Like and now like, I have a damn child. <laughs> that's right. And now I'm a parent. I never saw this for myself. What about my novel? You know, like, <laughs> you know, like, so, yeah. Like, so how would you punch it up? Like, how would you punch up? Like, so for me, I would say, like, I would have to add some downsides to mm -hmm. being a vampire. Like, maybe, like, maybe the twinkly skin is like, a bonus too far. Mm -hmm. where, yeah, like, like what if you burned in the sun? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like what if that came back? Yeah. People actually, Bring, what vampires did that? It needs some vampire ick. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you have to sleep in coffins. Maybe that's a requirement. <laughs> I saw this. cozy to me. I like a small space. That's true. That does sound very nice actually. Um, <laughs> but no, I have to, I have to name drop this lady on TikTok because she is so funny. Um, it's Sarah Elizabeth underscore talks. And she is literally a Twilight TikToker. It's so <laughs> funny. And she has this ongoing theory because it's mentioned that like, obviously, like when you turn to a vampire, you're like solid, non-changing. And so like your hair doesn't grow, like blah, 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 like all these different things. And she's like, what if all of the Cullens have wigs because all their hair gets pulled out? <laughs> And so, because, like, she loves to watch the movies and all their wigs are so bad in the movies. And she's like, what if there really are wigs? What if they're all bald? Because they get their hair pulled out and it doesn't grow back. And I just think it's so funny because I'm like, I could see that. That makes sense. They're all a bunch of wig-wearing vampires. You know, we, and we've all gotten bangs on a whim, you know? Yes! Like, oh, no! <laughs> I'm no living that forever. right now! <laughs> I and, did it. <laughs> see, aren't you so happy that you're mortal and you're changing yes. and evolving? Oh, hell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very, so very. Funny. But no, very you should so. look at her videos. They're so funny. I like TikTok is the one thing where I signed up with it, like knowing that there was an algorithm watching mm -hmm. and tailoring. So I have specifically gone into TikTok going like, I only want to see animals. And so all, my, and, and I have, I have weeded that garden. I have like, it's just dogs and cats and talking birds. I love that. I follow so many dogs who do the buttons. Have you seen the dogs that talk yes. the buttons? Bunny. Oh, Bunny. I love um, Bunny. Also Juno and Buster. And now I found Milo. My dog's Milo. name's Juno. <laughs> well, there's a Juno that talks. So there's a Juno well, that is. I mean, just... my Juno is pretty dumb. I'll be the first to say it. <laughs> She's a lad. Well, your dog is full of secrets because you didn't give him the buttons. Oh, she um, wakes up to her own farts because they scare her. So <laughs> she's half a brain cell. Maybe she she doesn't have so. words to express. Yeah, true. Um, I should get her. A, I feel like she'd be really mean if I got her buttons. But there's so much interesting like now I'm finding out, oh, there's all of this interesting stuff on TikTok and I'm so afraid of ruining my algorithm. <laughs> Just open another account. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's what I should do. The, the ruined algorithm is so real. I have a friend who now only sends me lesbian thirst TikToks. How he got there, he sent me one. <laughs> and now they show up on his timeline all the time. He's like, I have nothing to do with these. They might as well go somewhere. 
my next experiment was like editing my ads on Twitter. So mm -hmm. now all the ads on Twitter for me are um, new inventions for drawing on your eyebrows, fleece <laughs> leggings, and mm -hmm. um, and those magnet uh, those magnet eyelashes. Oh, those things are so horrible. Yeah, really? I bought them. I tr I gave them. They're a so hard. And them, they're difficult to put on, and the magnets are enormous. Yeah, they hurt your eyes. Yeah, so it's like weights. I literally just threw threw out a whole set of magnetic eyelashes <laughs> because I couldn't deal. Oh, I've seen the the, the fleece um, <laughs> leggings though, and they always look so soft. I'm like, you're gonna fall Ugh. apart in one wash. I yeah. know it. <laughs> you can't trust it. But no, there are so many ads not. I do not want to see. So do you feel like, so how has Twilight affected your life? Has Twilight changed you in any way? Oh, for sure. I feel like I had like rose colored glasses for the first like 10 years of my quote unquote dating idea. It literally has been 10 years. It has been 10 years since I read that book. I am 22 years old. And I, really, I was like, this is so great. Dating so wonderful. You're just going to fall in love, and then you get to do all this fun stuff, and then you just get to live happily ever after together with a chance of scary vampires from Italy. But it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, I wish that Bella had some exes back in Arizona. Yes. Or dated mm -hmm. Mike a little bit. Just an yes. average Joe. So, Mike. like, one punch-up I would do for Twilight is that I would have Bella the one who is originally in Forks and she would already be <sighs> dating Mike. Have you? <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot, actually. That, that That's one Midnight Sun revelation that like that I don't agree with where I didn't realize that the when she moves to Forks, the um, clique that she gets set up with initially is actually the coolest kids in school. Mm -hmm. So not only mm -hmm. is she the hottest girl in school, but like, and every boy wants to date her, but she is part of the popular crowd and we never knew. Uh, and so like, to me, I was like, oh, so she's secretly the enemy? Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. screw her. <laughs> have her. either it's of you, sorry, have either of you ever heard about life and death? Is that the um the gender swapped one? Yes. Yes. Have you I did not read it cuz I was like like I don't want to give Stephanie Meyer any more money. No, I shouldn't have given her that money. Um <laughs> I, I wish I had that time of my life back. Mm. <laughs> not great. It's so bad. It's so bad. Have you read uh, like any of your other books? Have you read like The Host or Oh, I love The Host. Oh, the Host is easily one of my favorite books. Oh. I think it's better than Twilight. Oh, okay. Because I've avoided wow. the host because of the let's not give her any more money. But if it's good. No, I actually read that one first when I was little. I My really? mom let me read that one. And I was like, well, if she writes this, it can't be that bad. And my mom was like, fine. <laughs> I think my mom turned a blind eye, if I'm going to be honest. I think she was not paying attention I, to me sneaking the books. I love that. I think in terms of like, has this affected my life at all? It's It's one of those things where it's like, it was one of the like, one of the pieces of hay would eventually break the camel's back for me where I'm reading this and I'm thinking I, cause I would be breaking Dawn specifically over and oh, over I and over. Breaking. And I'm like, there's something here I'm not getting. I'm like the idea that you could go through this one really quick, really quick process to get a body you really like a life you really like and be happy with it. I'm like, something's 
not clicking here. I'm not sure why this is appealing to me so much. And then later I'm like, you know, Stephanie Myers never would have intended that in a thousand years, but you could twist that to be a trans allegory. <laughs> you could, if you really wanted to, I don't want to, but I'm going to say that's definitely one of the things that started picking at the eggshell that I had in my teenage years. So it, I would say it definitely affected me in that way. I love that. Because mm-hmm. like, I look at the whole, like I'm an eating disorder survivor and mm-hmm. I look at the idea of like, okay, like one of the perks of being a vampire is that you're like, um, you are effortlessly hot, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and you know, across the board, inarguably beautiful. And so as a person like with an eating disorder who, who is like every fiber of my being was hyper-focused on going like, if I could just unlock, if I could, you know, just unlock the secret of hotness, then all of my, my problems would be solved. If I could somehow figure out some magic way that I didn't need human food, you know, like then Mm -hmm. my life would be solved, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, to me, like, like, I wish that the, um, like, I love the idea of loving your body and being in, in the correct body, um, mm-hmm. the body that affirms who you are. I just wish it wasn't automatically universally hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because I mean, it's like every young person already knows that, you know, being conventionally attractive opens doors like I and I don't need I I don't feel like YA literature like I I love what YA literature is doing now where they're like hey actually we could probably have different types of ingenues (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. um I think is a beautiful thing but like you know like like to me like I see a lot of like if I try to read through the lines for some of Stephanie Meyer's like unhealthy insecurities like Mm-hmm. Like, um, I definitely see, like, I, I definitely relate to her in some of those. Oh, yeah. <sighs> There's, I'm thinking, just <laughs> something about Breaking Dawn again. And we were talking about ways to fix certain things. I'm trying to find a way to fix the baby issue. Because mm-hmm. I know the way it feels to me is the baby exists for two reasons. One, they need a dramatic conflict for the end of that book. And two, they need a reason to keep Jacob around as a character because she knows people like Jacob. Mm -hmm. So Jacob needs to be part of this family somehow. And I was just thinking as you were talking about like, what if Bella was the one that was always there? It's like, well, what if Edward and one of his sisters are, and that's another issue. The fact that they're brother and sister and they keep getting these relationships, that's a big ick. (laughs) But it's like, if Edward comes to town and he's not the only single one in this group, and if Jacob imprinted on a vampire, there's so many different avenues there. Like if anyone else other than just a baby, mm-hmm. <laughs> there were ways to bring him into the family. If you'd planned this out just a little bit better, that could have also led to very interesting narrative threads. Exactly. Like what if one of the Tahoe vampires came down and Jacob was like, well, son of a bitch. That <laughs> would also, one of you or, blonde, or, you know, like, like you blonde girls. Yeah. The eclipse, any of the newborns. Yeah. Like, what if he was really attached to them and kept them safe from the Volteri. And then that could have been the issue in the next one where it's like, you have a vampire, you have a werewolf keeping werewolf. someone we wanted dead from us. Here's we're going to, we're going to mess you up. Here's an idea. Mm-hmm. So while Victoria is like popping in and out of forks, looking for Bella, she could have easily turned another person from forks. So yeah. what if, 
somebody like somebody got turned by Victoria or one of James's clan or whatever. And then um and then they found they discovered her and they had to take her under their wing. And then it, <laughs> Jacob imprints on her. Cause I do like the idea. So the theory of imprinting where like, it's like, like, um, uh, I guess maybe this is a bad idea, but what, like, well, the, the werewolves are looking to, for the strongest mate. Yeah. But that's kind of sounds like eugenics, which is bad. Yeah. Um, but like the idea of like, um, uh, no, I take it back. It's a bad idea, but, uh, the whole imprinting <laughs> thing is creepy. And this we is, this is weird. Bed. She's just like, how do I make soulmates a thing in the creepiest way possible? Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Well, that was Carlisle's theory. He might be wrong. You know, he's oh, only a medical doctor. Yeah. Okay, wait. I have to ask both of you, who is your – there are so many characters in this book. So many. Like, so many different moving parts. I have to ask what your favorite character is is in this book and like if they're like their backstory like what you like about them because there's just so many and i need to know i i just say i i immediately the easy answer is charlie oh, <laughs> i'm gonna charlie. i'm gonna go with rosalie because mm. I, I like a woman who can unfidge herself because <laughs> <laughs> she she died and then she came back she's like guess what and she's like i regret the lives of have taken no you shouldn't, no, you, shouldn't. You, you popped off <laughs> Rosalie's backstory is pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do. I wish that there was like, I wish that there was a novel. I'm blanking on the other sister's name. Alice. I wish there was an Alice book. Yeah. Cause she the idea of having no memory of mm -hmm. your backstory. And then, mm -hmm. you know, uh, she should have been the main character. The yeah. <laughs> yeah. She deserved her own book. Yeah, yeah. You know, she's set up for like her own Wednesday sp style spinoff series where she has to go on and figure yes. out her own stuff away from the family. Because we keep getting like little like snippets of things too. Like she keeps giving us stuff and then it goes nowhere. I'm like, please, Stephanie, mm -hmm. quit it. Quit telling me more things about Alice and not going and anywhere with it. That's one of the things like if you're like, I'm going to live forever, I might as well spend like, I don't know, I can I can waste like a decade trying to figure out who I was. Okay. I, can, I can invest I this time. I can sink this time in. Let's do it. Especially when she can predict the stocks and they're rich. <laughs> She's got plenty of time and plenty of money. How do we think when, about the punch up of having extra powers? Like the extra oh, yeah. punch up of vampires. Um, I like <laughs> it, but that's because I'm the superhero nerd and I'm like, yeah. okay, I, might as well. I feel like it was fine for me with the Cullens. And then once we got into Breaking Dawn, where they like brought in all the extra vampires, I was like, so why can this vampire move rocks? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Quit it. This is not Avatar The Last Airbender. Leave the rocks alone. It's, it's funny watching that final imaginary fight scene in Breaking Dawn. And it's just like, it's an I Avengers level that. fight. And things are just going down. And you're like, this is insane. Oh. <sighs> I remember I, watching that in the theater and being like, this is the worst thing that could ever happen right now. <laughs> I was traumatized. <laughs> Lisa, what were you going to say? Uh, the only power I would change is Edward's power to read yeah. minds. Yeah, that's creepy. <laughs> no, that's, no, thank you. That's creepy. And like the idea that Bella is the only mind that he cannot read. What, which makes her automatically intriguing and a mystery yes. to her. Like, like, mm -hmm. oh, the way that you get a man is that you're a puzzle, you know? Well, like, my thing is, like, if he could read her mind, would he find her interesting at all? I don't think he would. 
I don't think that As there's a anything. Who's read her first person narration, definitely not. Yes, <laughs> I don't think that he would find her interesting at all. She's boring. He'd be like, "This Bella, not much here. I like this Edward, though. I'm yeah. really interested in yeah, this." Yeah, I like watching me through your eyes. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> maybe never mind. He probably would stay purely because of that. It's like Narcissus, but with telepathy. <laughs> That is terrifying, but so funny. <sighs> what? Okay, if you would, if you change it, what would you change it to? Hmm. Ooh. Like I, like I don't want to. Like I would love to give him some weaknesses. True. What would I want Ooh. his power to be? Um. I didn't even think about it. I'm just hmm. going to come up with something off the dome. Um. Uh, to roll up in fear like a hedgehog and just all, be all spikes on the outside. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh my. Like, I would want it to be like something like really embarrassing. Like it's just like, you know, like I just sit, if I sit in a room long enough, because um, like I wish I had a like a character list. I'm horrible at names. But um, Alice's guy. What's Alice? Jasper. Uh, yeah. I, like he has a thing where he can like fix people's emotions, you know, Freaky. where mm. where he can like kind of like pheromone gas everyone. So like like maybe I would have Edward do like the opposite, where like where he just makes people universally like uncomfortable. I think he just and does she that has anyway. to fall in love with him bes- besides the fact that every time she's around him, she's she's just like Ugh, like horrified right? by him. Oh, no, she is always really sad. I was gonna say he just does that anyway. Nobody likes yeah. him. Nobody likes even sitting near him. Yeah. He's just horrible. I, I another thing that like hit me more on the second time around was his obsession with physical media, and, but not like vinyl or anything. He had so many CDs CDs, and that was just a sign of his like wealth that he, like you open his bedroom and there's a couch and then a wall of all of his CDs arranged, <laughs> arranged first by year, mm-hmm. but then by preference, which I thought was so cute and nerdy. I was yeah. like, Oh no, Edward, I don't care about your red flags. I love the way <laughs> forget them. That's, when he's like, I'm 17 in many ways. That's it. That's exactly that is it. it. Right it's having the CDs on your wall. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I give him Pinocchio nose syndrome, where every time he tells a lie. His oh, nose no. oh, that <laughs> would be vampire? so no. good. <laughs> I can't go back. I can't go back in. <laughs> oh, he does lie a lot. Oh, oh no. I, 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 I loved that family a lot. I liked Alice. I, I think I'm biased towards Alice because I definitely had a crush yes. on her as a kid. Aww. I think everybody did. Mm. Love her. In my I also head, loved I... Emmett. Oh, yeah. Emmett's great. The big, big, the big brother. Yeah. <laughs> Emmett's my guy gardener. He's the, he's like, you, I'm like, you would never bully me. <laughs> You're, no, you you might be a meathead, but you would never bully me. I trust Emmett you. Emmett is so much better in Midnight Sun, Anne. Oh, really? so much better. He's the only one that's like, go for it, Edward. Yeah. Go get her. Yeah. I'm like, I love you. You made him better. Yeah. Yeah. I will have to check that out then. We're going to have to um, reconvene when Anne has will. read Midnight Sun. Yeah. It really does. It actually really does change a lot. I kind of forgot how much it does change. Yeah. We'll have another council meeting. <laughs> and if you we'll have reconvene. to download the audiobook uh, 
read by Jake Abel, so be it. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll figure out a way. I always get my audiobooks from the library, so I'm always going you through them. You can just log into my Audible if you want it. That is That's true. Also an option. It's for free. I have a million on there. Okay. But you have to ignore the sexy books. <laughs> I will ignore the sexy books. I don't even know what sex is, so we should be fine. No, never. Um, never. Premarital. <laughs> all this all this talk about like, what we do different, it'd be such a fun exercise just to rewrite the plot from these books. Oh. And honestly, that might be one of my little things I tried doing this year is just just for the hell of it, just as like a warm-up ep- exercise. Rewrite the plot, the plot for Twilight and make it work. Yeah, like I thought about it. like just buying like because you know I, I have long lo- like I'm sure that the uh, novels are in my parents' house somewhere because that is where I read them, mm-hmm. um, and they they get rid of nothing. Um, but they do reorganize it, so my bedroom no longer exists, which is sad. Um, <laughs> but uh, like I I have been tempted to go and buy a new copy just so I could go through it with a red pen. Yeah, make my twilight. That would be so fun. (laughs) Just reread what you want. Yeah, just reread what you want. Just like listen, tell all your friends like, "Hey, I know a person's got a personal fan fiction remake of Twilight. (laughs) It's so much better. Check it out. I love Wattpad. I'm fantasized about also writing a stage musical about it. (gasps) Oh my god. Oof, I would if we got like a Heather up. style like musical remake of Twilight, I would no. eat that shit up. Yeah, I so so this the uh, second act would open with Bella crying because Edward has left her, mm-hmm. and Charlie sitting on the other side of the bedroom door trying to comfort Bella through the bed, bedroom door saying like, I know like, cause you know, he, he is a man who has been divorced from her mother. He's been alone a long time. And so, you know, and him trying to tell her like, I know that, you know, breakups hurt and, the, and you know, your heart will always have a monument to your love, but you still can have a life after, after having your heart broken. And so he would be, and then uh, like, kind of on a separate part of the stage, perhaps elevated, perhaps in a spotlight. Edward will be there lurking as he is always lurking. And mm-hmm. he would be singing about like, do you know, just like move on. And then, um, and then Bella is just singing about like the empty hole in her heart. And it's like a Les Mis si- style, Oof. three melodies, polyphonic oh my gosh, going so good. on. Everyone's crying. I'm making millions by the way. <laughs> copyright that right now don't let stephanie get it write her a strongly worded email and say listen listen i'll change their names together on this yeah Uh, yeah. i just want i want a song about how much the werewolves hate vampires that's just called vampires suck (laughs) oh and there will will totally be like a um like a uh what is what is the musical that spielberg just remade West Side Story. West Side Story. Yes, there will be totally be a West Side Story type dance number between the vampires <gasps> and the werewolves. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <sighs> I wish I could think of proper nouns in casual conversation. That would make my podcasting so much better. That's okay. <laughs> <sighs> I love it. And you have to read Midnight Sun. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely will. <laughs> Yeah, we might have to have a part two. Happen. <laughs> we can have a part two. I'm, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun. So yeah, I'd be well, happy this to is do a our spinoff. Two. This is our Frasier. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. 
when two podcasts love each other very much, <laughs> they have a baby that is so beautiful, but in like a creepy way. And is born with teeth. <laughs> born with a full set of teeth. Oh, the chills. <laughs> funny i remember i watched one of the movies this is a little bit weird but i remember i watched the first part of breaking down with my mom one time and i it was after i had graduated high school so like i was an adult <laughs> and she you know the part where uh renesme bites bella right after being born mm-hmm. on the boob mm-hmm. <laughs> my mom immediately goes oh i know how that feels and it's horrible and i was like oh, what, what, what? what did you just and she was like, babies do that in real life. And I was like, keep that to yourself. Don't ever say that again. <laughs> keep that I was like, oh, mother. <laughs> She's like, that's not just vampire babies. That's normal ones. The, <laughs> the idea of my mother, one, having the Twilight books in my home. <laughs> and two, the idea of my mother watching a Twilight film with me is mortifying. Even watching it with the love of my life, I was like, you can't watch this. <laughs> this is just for me. <laughs> My mom and I do have a very interesting relationship. I will be the first to say that. <laughs> I, I I told my mom just casually because uh, uh, I just had my birthday. And so my parents took, took me and Brad out for dinner because they are very sweet. And I told mm-hmm. my mother about my love of Twilight and she was horrified. <laughs> She's like, I don't like vampires. I'm like, of course you don't, mother. Oh, like, yeah, that makes sense. I, I, you'd think yeah. as a Catholic, she'd be super into the drinking of blood. Is not. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Disapprove. <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh! <laughs> I was gonna do it. I also watched Breaking Dawn Part One with my mom because we got it for like a not a, it was like a family movie night basically. Oh, family! And just it would it would make me awkward if it didn't make my mom so much more awkward. Every time we watch something and a sex scene pops up, I'm just like, this is this is you know this is art. I'm here. I'm experiencing the movie. I'm watching the cinema, and she's like. Excuse me? Excuse, what is this? Who who told you? It's like, what is it's like she's never like she's never heard of it before in her life. She's like, oh my god, stars and garters. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm more focused on your reaction than I am actually yeah. on this movie right now. Thank you for that. I think that my mom thought that also, on top of it being about vampires and vampires are evil. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that she thought that it was like um, like a, a soft pornographic book, which oh, I guess I in a kind of a way, fair. it's an extremely soft pornographic <laughs> book. But I, I had to tell her, like, no, mom, it's it's not that type of book. Yeah. Quite. <laughs> it's like, it's that, that type of book, but for like 14-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, I wouldn't feel uncomfortable watching like a Twilight with my mom, but if like a Fifty Shades of Grey, No. <gasps> No, I have, that's... have you guys read Fifty Shades of Grey? Because I, I haven't not, read it. I am, I'm easily scandalized. You haven't read them? No. Oh, no. I... I... <laughs> Those are very tame. That's why I said and. Oh, really? Be careful in my Audible. Don't, don't click on a lot of those. I got kicked no. off the family Audible. <laughs> oh my gosh. My mom was scandalized by me. You're gonna get judgmental texts at like two in the morning. And be like, Lexi, we need to talk. No, she and she did it. It's so funny. My mom and I work together, which is a really interesting dynamic. But at work, she goes, "What are these books that you've been buying?" And I was like, "What do you mean?" And she goes, 
you know that we're on the same Audible, right? And I was like, ah, no. I was like, I didn't know you still had that password. Uh, and she goes, of course I still have the password. It's hooked to my credit card. And I was like, oh, damn. Great. <laughs> Thanks. Now I'm you're gonna a go. true adult. You have to have your own Audible. And I also own money. <laughs> horrible. It was horrible. I was so embarrassed. Oh. Uh, I'm so glad I'm not an adult and Lexi can just give me hers. Thank you. I appreciate that. So what do you help, hope for the next generation of Twilight fans? There are going to be more. Because t- I feel like, I, I guess age-wise, I'm like an OG generation Twilight fan. Mm-hmm. I guess you guys would be like the second generation of Twilight fan. What do you hope for the following generation of Twilight fans? I hope that they don't absolutely burn us all to the ground. <laughs> They're kind of mean. <laughs> As someone with a 14-year-old sister, she's really mean. Yeah. So she could ruthlessly destroy all of us if she got her hands on that book. But it could go either way. Who knows? Maybe I'll give it to her. I I just hope that there's enough that enough time has passed and that enough conversations already out there for them to find that they find the bad parts and they're able to deconstruct that much faster than like the OG generation like we have. I think that would Mm -hmm. going into it with more context from people who went through it. I think that's going to be better for them. I'd be interested if the experience still clicks the same for people going forward. Like like as an I'm an elder millennial, I just barely make the cut. Um, like I just like I just don't want them to think poorly of me when they read it. Yeah, and yeah, go, I, feel, like, I feel that. How dare those don't judge us. Make this a best-selling book. They should be ashamed of themselves. And I got to tell them we are. I feel terrible <laughs> that I love the book so much. I feel like that one, the one moment from Rick and Morty where it's like, I don't care about your booze. I've seen what makes you clap. <laughs> it's like I, Gen Z is going to have their own fun, cringy things that they're going to enjoy, get through and talk about for ages and ages. It's going to happen. I'm sure it's happening right now. I'm just completely unaware of it. It's, yeah, they, <laughs> I think it happens every generation. So our Twilight was someone else's. What was before Twilight? That was really at like the was, same level. When did Fifty Shades come out? After. That was after. Fifty Shades was originally a Twilight fan fiction. Yeah. Yeah, it was an online so, Twilight fan fiction. What? So actually, I'm going to say, because that was the, aimed at the age group above ours. Yeah. I'm going to say, like, that is retroactively their embarrassment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True, 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 true. Because I will make fun of people for reading that. I, yeah. It was a weird time at Barnes and Noble because <laughs> everybody yeah. was really horny. everybody was just coming in and asking for that book, and like I didn't read it because I'm easily scandalized. Um, mm-hmm. But like it was interesting. Like it, like uh, is it's interesting going like you know that this is not a new genre, and we have a whole section of books that are just like that. You know, <laughs> and they're it's like, really fun. <laughs> Don't don't tell me these things. I can't know these things. <laughs> Having the, I every time I had to to shelve the romance section at the library, it was um it was always an experience. Always always fun getting to see people's interests and tastes. So, oh gosh, I never even thought about that because you know, like yeah. uh, at Barnes and Noble, you have to presume that they're fresh. You know what I mean? Nobody's yeah. mm-hmm. nobody's used them previously. But I mean, I guess like if you're if you're taking one from the library, it's like oh. you're, you have all of those ghosts of the other people who have yeah, held that I'm book, like, 
with the like, same one hand, no. you know. <laughs> I oh. I really did not like shelving the Fifty Shades of Grey book. It was very very, what's the word? Um, beat up. <laughs> <laughs> it was never a pleasant experience. I always went and immediately put hand sanitizer on after. Very smart. <laughs> Funny. I love to know that you're a sexy librarian. Yeah, it was it was before my sexy era, oh. but secretly sexy librarian. <laughs> secretly sexy go. librarian. Easily, easily librarian. my favorite. Oh. Do what? Which is the secret? Like the secret sexy librarian is the sexiest librarian. Of That's all. true. That's even better. True. Immediately true. That was the best job I ever had. I wish, like, if I could do that for a living, I would just do that forever. <laughs> yeah, very fun. If anybody ever wants to read some. Sexy books. I got plenty of authors that I'd be willing to share. <laughs> they are not for the sweet tame hearted though. That's what that's I what Twilight know. did to me, Lisa. That's <laughs> right there. <laughs> the constant pursuit of horny. That's what it was. Innocence gone. gone. Only horny remains. Instantly gone. <laughs> no, that's actually kind of true though. It's horrible. <laughs> it was wild that like she had an uh, a man in her bed for yeah. all of high school. Like that mm-hmm. is aspirational yeah. for children. Yeah. I was like, that's the goal right there. And my parents like, did not agree. Yeah, like, no. It's okay. They're abstinent. It's fine. <laughs> it's They're not a- doing nothing. It's okay. Your dad will never find out. <laughs> also aspirational. In the room next door. <sighs> I remember I got screamed at for falling asleep on the couch at my boyfriend's house when I was 20. <laughs> Allowed to, I mean, like, uh, I had a curfew up until I was married. Yeah. Brad, mm-hmm. Brad was getting mm-hmm. me home by 11. Yeah. My curfew oh my was gosh. midnight, so I moved out. Oh, you're lucky. I had to, um, I was probably 21 going to pick up a f- old high school friend to go hang out over, like, <clears throat> just coffee. It's like, hey, let's go get coffee and drinks and catch up. And their dad took me down to the basement and had like a 30 minute come to Jesus talk with me. Just like, if anything happens, I will end you. I'm like, I'm just meeting a friend for lunch. (laughs) Can I go now? Please. It's, yeah, it's fun. Always fun. Gross. Well, I'm sure I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I still have a curfew. (laughs) (laughs) You're just like, just break it all the time. Yeah. It's all right, Lisa, if it makes you feel better, Carson and I live together, but we have to sleep in separate rooms when we go on trips. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. We lived together. Yeah, yeah. Um, we would have. So my my. Oh, now I'm just talking family stuff. Maybe we should end the podcast and then I'll tell. <laughs> all of you. There you go. There you go. Closing thoughts. Anybody? Anybody? Yeah. Anything else? Um, it's. I'm just the meme of the possum in the dumpster saying, "Don't touch my garbage." <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is exactly how I feel about it. Don't touch my trash. Leave it alone. And don't I'm, talk about it either. During quarantine, I got back into Twilight because my ex put on um, the movies. And I'm like, are we really going to watch Twilight? And they're like, yeah. And then I'm like, fine. And I started watching like, oh my God, I love this. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot, yeah. I'm, I forgot I'm one of you. And then I binged the entire movies maybe four times through in like a span of like a week or two. Mm-hmm. It was, quarantine was a fun time. It was great. Well, <laughs> time on our hands. Exactly. But yeah, those are my my final thoughts. How about you, Lisa? Um, to me, I like I really went into this conversation like with the secret aim 
of becoming more okay with my Twilight fandom. And I would say that I am equal. I'm still the same uncomfortable with it, but I'm not ashamed to say that I'm uncomfortable. And I think that's progress. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I th- it's, it's good to be able to look at the things that don't work and say like, I, I understand they don't work and I get it. And I think that's, that, that helps a lot. I think that goes a long way to being like, I can justify why I like this because I know what works and I know what doesn't. <laughs> I'm smart enough to read something this dumb, which is exactly. yeah. like, I'll be the first to say there are parts that are horrible, but I still love it. So I don't yeah. care. It's, <laughs> you can tell that the emperor has no clothes on, but it's okay. You're just here for the, you're just with the crowd. Yep. Go it's on. Okay, Do you? The emperor looks great naked. <laughs> exactly. We love it. <laughs> It's like, oh man, is he part vampire? Because he is like across is he the board. Glittering? <laughs> oh yeah. Makes <laughs> it better. Oh, how about you, Lexi? No, I loved these books. They really do have like a soft spot in my heart because I will always be a non-apologetic Twilight lover forever. Uh they I mentioned it multiple times on our podcasts that they are my favorite books, and I have I stand by that. I will stand in that corner alone if I have to (laughs) facing the wall but (laughs) um I think they're great and I actually might give it to my sister I love that she spoiler alert doesn't read very often so maybe we'll try I don't know how we're three three out of four read a lot except for that one nobody knows where she came from she's like I gotta be different somehow (laughs) that's something about the baby always something about the baby well, oh, Lisa, thank you so much for sitting yes. down and talking to us about this. I had so much fun. This I'm so glad that this happened. I'm so glad. I I do feel like, uh, like a, I I do feel like we now have a sisterhood. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Of Twilight mm-hmm. fandom, and it feels really warm and cuddly, and I love it. I know. Maybe we'll find more after the the episodes go up. That's right. After, Everybody come after join the sisterhood. Reads Midnight Sun. Yeah, there you go. And another thing that I'm going to do at some point this year and tell no one is I'm going to read through the Twilight comic adaptation. <gasps> and let's make a whole episode about it. I don't even make care. Make a whole episode? Yes. Is there a oh. Twilight comic book adaptation? There is. It's, yeah. it's like a comic book or a manga. It's There's I mean, a graphic it's a novel adaptation. How did I not Hold know? Up. It's on Comicsology. I saw it last year and that's how that's how the topic of Twilight came back up on our end. Oh, <laughs> yep. The Twilight, the graphic novel. Mm-hmm. There by yep. Stephanie Meyer. <gasps> Who's Excuse me, artist? guys. I gotta go. <laughs> There's something I need she to read right now. <laughs> I mean, Bella does look very pretty. Hmm. Oh, and there is definitely a new moon one, too. <gasps> I only see a volume one. I do not see a volume two. I do not know if they continued. <laughs> it, listening, reading it for the second time, also, well, listening to it. Let's not get full credit. I listened to it on audio. Is- like, uh, I did totally. Uh, fire all of my head casting and recast it with the actors except for Bella like Bella I still used my head casting for Bella just because the voice is so different it, like there's mm-hmm. I was like there's no world that where this woman's voice is Kristen Stewart That's true. do you know who Stephanie had in mind when she created Edward no the young Henry Cavill that's who she wanted to play Edward Really? When he, he was, was like in his early 20s. 
look up a picture from him in his early 20s and that's what it, that's what that's edward right there that's who she was in love with when she wrote the book Great. and i don't blame her <laughs> i'm gonna search early henry cavill and i'm like what does that even mean <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the dog on instagram that's in love with henry cavill there's I a what? There is a French dog, French bulldog named Rory who is in love with Henry Cavill, and it is the best thing ever. I love that. And yeah, okay, I get it. So I there is it. a I little Twilight in my in my Twitter feed, mm-hmm. uh, in my TikTok <laughs> just feed. A little bit. I just didn't know it. Love it. The secret Twilight, the hush Twilight. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit stop on the recording. This Sounds good to me. Thanks for listening, everyone.